go ahead and finish my sentence because I know I say the same thing every freaking episode, but I swear <laughs> to God, I mean it. I mean it when I say that this is the part of the show where we interview someone amazing. Mm. Amazing. Mm. That's the criteria. You got to be amazing to be in this slot, and he is. Okay? He is a series regular. You may know his beautiful face on Hulu's Love. Victor, please put your hands together for James Martinez. James Martinez! All right, all right, all right. Doing it for Latinos yeah. right now. Doing it. You are doing it for Latino, and you're doing it for yourself. I know, but you're also <laughs> doing it for us, whether you know it or not. Welcome to Latinos Out Loud. How are you? Gracias. I'm awesome, and I'm so happy to be. You guys are just the bomb. I love your energy, and you guys just make me smile. I'm sure you make everyone else smile too. So right. I'm happy you're here. Yeah. We like to think that we call ourselves comedians. I'm not sure who the hell's laughing because it's not a live show. They're listening. We could be dropping jokes, and they could be saying, "This girl is stupid. She's not funny. She calls herself a comedian. Not sure why. I don't know what they're saying, James. But we like to say that we have fun here, and it's so wonderful to have." Have you oh my god you're so busy you are how are like take a i'm like busy like i'm excited for you um take a deep breath yes. you mentioned a few minutes ago you're moving can i be nosy where you moving to or from what are you doing? where are you moving what address okay, okay. what city <laughs> I, what wine should i bring over i okay i actually decided uh <laughs> to spend quarantine in colombia um yes yes i just mm. thought wow. to myself you know what we can be wherever we want to be. I can audition and have meetings from wherever. What better place than the motherland, Colombia? <laughs> Ooh. Wow, so what part of Colombia are you in right now? Oh, no, I moved back to New York from Colombia. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, so the quarantine's over. Yes, You're back, I'm back from, from paradise. paradise. Okay. Back to reality. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm so back, in, back New in New York. I'm in the process of kind of settling back in, uh, back, back into Queens. Queens. Jackson Heights, Queens. Yeah, where I was born and raised. Okay. Colombian town. Yeah, they call it La Pequeña Colombia. I, I, actually, I honestly don't feel the difference between Colombia and Jackson Heights. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> a very subtle difference. Chicharron, Sancocho. I was going to say, so you move from Colombia to Colombia. Everyone's dancing salsa out here. You can barely tell the difference. It's crazy. <laughs> Wow. Wow. But it's got that additional like New York flavor and Basurero, the restaurant over there, you know, <laughs> like all those wonderful restaurants in Jackson yep. Heights. Yep. So I just came back where it all started. <laughs> That's the next movie musical they're going to do, by the way. Jackson Heights. Jackson Heights. Oh. Right? You know, they watch the Heights. Right. Bring on Jackson Heights. Jackson right? Heights. Look. Get your arepas any time of the day. Jackson Heights. <laughs> Buñuelos here, buñuelos there, buñuelos everywhere. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, I love Colombian food. Stop it. We have to talk about love, Victor, people. Like, I know we want to have fun here, but we got work to do. Mm -hmm. All right? Okay, love, Victor. Uh, it's out. You're like in this crazy promotional period right. right now. Like, we're glad to be a part of it. We want to hear about your experience, your character. Please tell us everything. Everything. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Everything. Wow, that's loaded. Well, how did you how did you get there? Yeah, how did you get there? Tell us about your experience on the show, and please tell us tell everyone about your character. Okay. Yes. Show. So it's a it's a very unique coming of age story about a a young uh, Latino teenager named Victor, and uh, you know he's he's going through the regular teenage angst, but uh, his parents decide to move, so he's kind of going through that adjustment period, and to top it off, uh, he's kind of questioning his sexuality, who, who he uh, may be into. And, you know, he comes from a 
conservative Catholic Latino family. Um, I decided, well, not decided, but I asked on set if I could just stick to being Colombian uh, in the show. And uh, Ana Ortiz, she's Puerto Rican. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. Whoop, whoop. We love Ana Ortiz. Isn't she from New York yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Crown Heights. Aye. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so we asked the producers, what if, what if uh, Victor was half Colombian and half Puerto Rican? And uh, I thought that would be kind of like a unique spin. We could kind of do some play with the cultural aspect of it. And uh, they thought it was a great idea. So we went for it. So if you'll see, you know, the kids' bedrooms in the show, you'll see some Puerto Rican flags, some Colombian flags. And, you know, there's some cool references to our culture, um, which I thought was a a great opportunity to to represent. Yeah. So, you know, in in, uh, the first season, he gives us the news, you know, just drops the bomb that he's gay. Um, which was huge. And we, as parents, just didn't know what to do with that. Um, and not only the parents, but his friends, you know, it was a big deal. The second season, um, you know, is everything that happens after he comes out, you know, how his friends respond, how his parents deal with it. Uh, and my character, Armando, um, you know, he doesn't shut it down right away, which um, I love that because it was like a, a unique, spin on it you know it goes against the latino macho stereotype you know mm-hmm. he actually was open and was willing to learn and listen to his son and then anna's character the mom she's kind of the more uh, strict catholic you know by the bible by the book type of mom and you know the show is just it's as complicated as life you know it's just um victors are all going through issues with their own parents um you know the show deals with mental health it deals with, um, you know, just feeling isolated and alone in school. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, it, feel, it deals with uh, marriage, marriage problems, you know, being raised by parents who are separated. Um, so it tackles a lot. But, you know, the writers were just brilliant. I mean, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And they were also, you know, open to listening to the cast, you know, whenever something would happen on set where, you know, as Latino and as a Latino cast, we'd say, you know what? I don't know if that would go down like that <laughs> in a Latino household. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we would we would kind of correct them. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if, if uh, for example, one of the kids had an outburst, you know, he yelled at mom. Oh, no. If that would happen at home, <laughs> we're not sending him to his room and there's no time out. <laughs> okay. So either he needs to kind of tone it down or there's going to be some violence in this episode. <laughs> so, you know. Were you guys I'm... like, uh, excuse me, this is a chancletasso. Everybody say it with me. Chancletasso. Chancletasso indeed. Did you take it to school? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I was nice about it. You know, and Anna Ortiz, you know, sometimes, you know, we would rehearse a scene. And, you know, she would turn to me and she's like, oh, hell no, that would not go down like that at my house. And she would just oh, crack her shit. neck. And it's like, all right, Anna, uh, well, why don't we just breathe and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to, uh, you know, the, the, the director and see what they say. And uh, and it was cool. It was all good. And the, a lot of Latino writers on set. And there was it was a very diverse um, staff and, and the crew and and everybody kind of had input and everybody was open to it so it wasn't like okay you this is your role you're the actor you just say what we write and and you just record and i'll direct you know it wasn't like that it it was very collaborative which i think made the show all the better yeah yeah Mm. I love that. I love that so much. And James, shout out to you and Anna because what you did on set was crucial. 
crucial because we Latinos know more than anybody about authenticity. Mm. And mm-hmm. when we su- when we see something on screen that does not scream authenticity or like Anna cracking her neck, like, uh-uh, <laughs> we will disconnect mm-hmm. from you yeah. whether you're a brand or a show. Good night. Right. Bye. Peace out, because that's not that's not us. We're not about to lose our audience, you know, so we we were trying to keep it real as possible for everybody, you know, for the LGBTQ community, too. You know, we wanted that that to be done justice uh, when we told these stories. So it was very important for us uh, to to have everyone be able to relate to every character's story in in an authentic way. Mm. So, James, I have a question about. So this uh, Love, Victor is is, um, based on the the movie Love, Simon which was a pretty beloved movie. I mean, um, you know, obviously they made a show about it. Yeah. Do you, first of all, did you see the movie? um, Yeah. Before, or or have you seen it in general, but did you see it before you took the role? And also, are there fans of the movie that have come, that have, that you've heard from and telling you what they think of the show? Yeah, yeah. And and really, for the most part, it's been, very positive you know it's it's harder to dive as deep into the story when you're just making a movie as opposed to you know 20 episodes yeah. you know so you can really dive into this this story and, and and get deeper and deeper into the stories of not only uh victor but his parents and and victor's friends you know so the movie stands alone of course um i actually i had heard about it and i knew it was a hit i knew what it was about but I went into the audition without watching it on purpose, oh. um, mm. just because I kind of just wanted to make it our own, you know, my own. Yeah. Um, I didn't want that. I didn't want that frame of reference. So I just kind of wanted. I wanted to go in the room with my own perspective on it, with my own take on it, without the influence of of the movie. So I, I think that helped. Hey, I got the role. Yes. So, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what a strategy too, because yeah. that takes courage. I almost saw it. I was like, I should see this. But then I was, <laughs> Let <laughs> me yeah. take a risk here. Let's live on the edge. You had the Blu-ray, and um, you were just like, "I'm just gonna leave it there. We'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure it out later." Um, so now you're in season two, right? Um, you know, season one is a lot of setting up the, you know, the series and the character. Season two is when you kind of can get really have fun with the main characters, right? And so, yeah. did you get a lot of juicier stuff to play in season two that you were excited about when you started reading the scripts for this for this new season? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the story just gets juicier and juicier uh, in every episode during the second season. Um, for for my character in particular, you know, it was juicy already from the beginning for me. <laughs> I mean, just to see parents on screen yeah. that didn't have it figured out, you know, that were having trust issues. I mean, off the jump, we start off with, you know, uh, Victor's parents not getting along, not trusting each other, fighting a lot, um, you know, and in the midst of this, Victor's like, he's got this big secret and he can't find the right time to let him know who he is or how he feels because they're just constantly fighting, having problems. Um, and you know, when Latin parents fight, it's you know you can hear it like, yeah. two rooms fight. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah. be ducking. So, I remember one time one... my mother was throwing frozen bagels at my dad, <laughs> and I was like, "You can hurt somebody because it's really it's not even doughy anymore. Like it's a rock, you know." But we're not thinking. We're not thinking when we're arguing. We're not thinking about who's gonna get hurt, who's gonna get offended, and nothing. 
We're just, we're just. Acting. My mother threw a, a Big Bird chair once, and it made me not. It made me afraid to go to anywhere near Sesame Street after wow. that. You know? <laughs> Give them a big chichon. I mean, it was a family kind of chair. It was like different generations that lasted, but yeah. Uh, uh. Right, right, exactly. So, so you know, there was that. So we weren't a happy-go-lucky family to begin with. Um, so then. Obviously, he drops the bomb at the end of season one, and wow, it just the uh, the you know what hits the fan, and uh, it gets it, it gets very complicated. And uh, the dad does what he has to do. He's like, "What are you gonna do when when you don't trust your lady?" And he walks away. Mm. And then now he has to figure out how he's gonna fix his marriage, how he's gonna protect his son, you know, being who he is, and the financial uh, consequences that come with that, and and also when as a Latin father, as, as, and many cultures too, there is that sense of what it is to be a man. There's this idea of, of what it means to be a man. So if as a man, you, you have a son that's queer or, or a daughter that's lesbian, you know, there's this thing where, you know, they make the dad feel like he did something wrong. Like you, you raised your kid the wrong way. Why did he turn out this way? It's your fault. It's your fault. And of course the dad gets defensive, you know, and, and he he acts out. He reacts a certain way. Um, so the show also addresses that. And um, this is why I'm telling you that it's 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 a lot to tell. There's a lot of story to tell um, because it, there's just like I said, there's just it's a complicated show with so many layers, and life is complicated. Yes. Um, so needless to say, yeah, it gets juicier and juicier uh, every episode. And I can't tell you how excited i was to work on this show um you know to to work on a show that's actually trying to be progressive yes. and go against the stereotypes and and uh and and also open up pandora's box of stories that are still yet to be told yes. uh on screen i mean there is so much so many cultures so many uh point of views uh, to tell and this is just the beginning god willing that, that we can really thrive uh, and and really show the world how beautifully complicated our culture is, and and uh, like I said, not just the Latino culture, you know, Asian culture. It, it's it's just super important that uh, that we we follow through with what we started. You know? James, how was it working with so many teenagers on the show? Oh, I felt old. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I thought I had like a young swag going on. I still got it type of thing and then suddenly I'm in a I'm in a high school scene and you know like people are talking about you know all these artists that I've never heard of you know TikTok and I'm, I'm like wow you know what I, I give up lingo. I let go go ahead ha, you, you guys have it you guys have it I, I, I'm not uh, even going to try anymore you know it's so funny because like uh, we got along great and, you know, we, we joked around on set, and, you know, I would tell them these cool stories, you know, and and they would tell me stories and I would learn about this new generation and uh, we would laugh. We would kick it on set. And then, you know, after work, we got along so well that like all of them pulled up in a car, <laughs> all the teenagers, you know, they were all like jam packed in one car. They were about to go get some tacos or just go hang out after after work. And they pulled up. They saw me. I was like, Jake, what's up, yo? 
Yo, we gotta chill, man. Yo, we got We're gonna have so much fun. Let's go get some tacos. Let's go hang out. It's a beautiful day. It's California, man. Let's live it up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take a rain check. I should probably get back to my wife. You know, I got a good book. I gotta finish reading at home. So rain check on that. Yeah. What's a rain check? What are you talking about? That's a old. That's a old man word. That's an old man word. It never rains in LA. You need to check your vocabulary, okay, mister? With that rain shit. Um, yeah, it's like I would think. I would assume like there's a certain lingo. I would, I would, I would, if I'm around two, like my nieces and nephews, I'm like, do you guys like it's dope still a word? You know what I mean? Like there's certain things. It's like yeah, it's not. It's, not. it's like yeah, it but at lit. the same time, if you say dope, like I say dope sometimes in front of my parents, I'm like. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, that, not that, that dope. dope. No. Like dope, like not fresh. Like forget it, forget it, forget Fresh, it. no, fresh, you can't. Funky fresh. You boy. can't even say fresh? No, I'm, I'm stuck here. We can say fresh. No, I don't think that's a word now in the new lingo. It's, I see you know, it all the time. I'm going to stop. Nah, nah, fresh is actually older than yeah, dope. Yeah, fresh is older than probably, dope. Probably, wow, probably. They, they'll just, they'll, they'll, the kids will just tell you like, yo, yo, Rachel, say less, say less. Should I just stop talking? <laughs> And not only that, no, wait, but it's not only an age thing. It's also like a New York thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Very specific. Like it's yeah. 90s New York. You're right. You know, tell word, them, James. Word. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo. Yeah, because even if you just add like, yo, it's mad cold out here. Like not everybody's going to get yeah. the mad part of it. Yeah. Well, Anna, Anna got me. Anna, that's why Anna and I clicked. Because we kept saying like words like uh, you know ill. Yo, it's brick. <laughs> you know? Nobody knows brick um, outside of New York. <laughs> oh, yo, it's mad knows brick that outside, shit. yo. <laughs> yeah, my girl was my girl was at Cisco, and when I said the first time I said it was brick, she's like, "What are you talking about?" Like, <laughs> yo, I don't understand what that means. Yo, James, I'm just you know I was reading through some of the projects that you've worked on, and the names to which that you have portrayed all the characters, Manuel Lopez on Law and Order, Lieutenant Almeida in CIS, all these mm. Latino surnames, Rick Caldera on Law and Order Criminal mm. Intent. I mean, this list goes on. Maximino Arciniega on Breaking Bad. Mm. Okay. Did you make up that last one? <laughs> that, that seemed like... <laughs> oh, it's real. <laughs> First of all, Props to all the writers. And these names are awesome. But the list goes on and on. Mr. Diaz on the Michael J. Fox show. Like, have you seen an evolution throughout playing all these different Latino roles? You kind of spoke to it a little bit having worked on Love or working on Love, Victor. But are you also seeing these other shows evolve with who we are as Latinos now, 2021 or in in the past few years? Mm. Or are some of these shows and the writing still stuck? Where are we at? Where are we at? Well, I always say, you know, it's it's about quality, not quantity. You know, so you could have mad roles, Latino roles <laughs> on screen. And, and you could have a lot of scripts being written with Latino characters. But what are those Latino characters doing? What? How are we portraying them? How are they speaking? You know, what what are we seeing when we see ourselves on screen? That's that's what, what that's what I think has changed. I mean. I started uh, acting on stage back in 2002. I was doing a lot of off-Broadway and regional theater. You know, there definitely was an awareness that, you know, we needed to diversify. But I wasn't happy with the types of characters I was playing. I would, there was a lot of Latino characters out there, but, you know, 
there were a lot of them, you know, didn't have a college diploma or, you know, spoke uh, broken English. Um, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of drug dealing roles, um, mm. things like things that were just like, yes, that's out there. But, you know, there's so much more out there, so many more stories to tell. And I was getting a little tired of it. Uh, matter of fact, uh, you know, last couple of years, I started experimenting with with writing, writing my own stories, writing, mm. writing my story. Applause button. Applause yeah. button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and it just so happens that as as I was doing this uh, stories, Netflix streaming, you know, uh, started popping up. Hulu. I mean, um, all these uh, networks started popping up that were that were going there. And they were taking risks. And uh, I was really happy with with the way the direction that TV was going. So I felt very hopeful. And all of a sudden, you know, mm. um, One Day at a Time came up wow. uh, on Netflix years yes. ago. And, you know, Norman Lear was on board. And he yeah. and Rita Moreno mm. came up. And Rita Moreno has been very active, very, very active. Um, and when that show came up, I was like, yes, it's starting to happen. And I was so nervous, but at the same time, excited and proud to be in the show produced by Norman Lear. Norman Lear. The original. The original in the 70s. And you know? shout out to Gloria Calderon Kellett, who is a former guest of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yes. Gloria and Gloria. Yes. Gloria is, Gloria is just breaking, breaking glasses, breaking them. And I, I was so honored and, and happy to meet her. And I learned so much from her, too. Dope. You know, And, you know. Yeah, and she taught me, you know, James, you've you've done a lot. Keep raising the bar, you know, keep raising the bar. Keep asking more uh, of yourself and, and of the jobs you take. And I, I honestly think that it, it all led to, to this wonderful show. And I'm, I'm, I just can't wait to see what, what, what else is mm. in store. Can I just shout you out? When I found out we were interviewing, I didn't know that you played this character, uh, Alex Romero in House of Cards season five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that was like at the height of the show before like, you know, all the drama, but mm -hmm. uh, season five. Right. I never trusted you, dude. Like, I was like, this dude, he, you, you were like, you were actually like one of the good, better, you know, like a good guy in that show. Cause everybody in that show just had like, you know, things up their sleeve. They never were there where they seemed. And even though you yeah. were kind of a good guy and you wanted like, you were all about, you know, right and wrong. But, yeah. I mean, I'm just like, there was something underneath your beard that I just couldn't <laughs> trust. <laughs> <laughs> but you were a character that yeah, was memorable to me in that season like, and it was I, yeah. I got excited because I'm like yo that's him because I didn't recognize you from um, from Love Victor to that and that's actually I think right. it's a compliment to I, you and your acting because you totally like yeah man I try to switch it up and that, that was definitely a role that you know five seasons later and I still hadn't seen any real Latino principals on the show you know so that role on, on that uh, season was definitely a stepping stone for me too. So, and it was it was a, a, a Latino congressman who was trying to get into that White House and climb that political ladder. And and I love that that it wasn't like is he a good guy or a bad guy. He was well intentioned, but you know if you're gonna swim with sharks, you gotta be a shark. Mm. You know you gotta you gotta think like them, and you gotta. It's it's no, like it was like that. In those he, he wanted good things, but. He was, he was just playing the political game. So mm. um, that you was another exciting, in those scenes. exciting You brought it. You brought it in those Thank scenes. You, and and uh, I was like, this is someone to watch.
<laughs> cool. I said that to my to my television out loud. I was like, "This is so much to watch." <laughs> my girl was like, "Who are you talking to?" My the TV. The TV. <laughs> James, coming from New York, living in New York, being a city kid, I always dreamed of going to Juilliard. Can you tell us how your experience at Juilliard was? Oh, it was. Um, you know, Juilliard is this mystery where like nobody really knows anything about the school until you go in. Right. <laughs> Um, it, it was, it, I, I mean, I wouldn't compare anything to the military, but it was like acting boot camp, mm. you know, where it's, it, you're, you're just 12 hours a day, five days a week. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're taking all these different classes and, you know, you're, you're following the footsteps of so many alumni that, you know, are, have, have done such amazing work. I mean, they've, they've left marks in the industry, you know, uh, Robin Williams, um, Val Kilmer, I mean, you know, right now, Jessica Chastain, Anthony Mackie. Wow. These guys have, have gone on to have these wonderful careers and, you know, to go in there. And I, I'm sorry, I keep bringing up the, the Latin thing, but it, it, it made it extra special. Yes. You know, because Talk about it. when, <laughs> hmm. when, uh, when I got there, I was um, my freshman year at Juilliard. I was uh, one of three Latinos in the whole school. Out of how many? What's the number? Do you know the number of students or estimated? More, more or less about about a hundred. Wow, hundred students. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Um. So and even still, you know, Juilliard is evolving. Um. It, it has such a history, and uh, kudos to them for for really, you know, just keeping their minds open. You know, because they they could so easily just be like, "Yo, we're Juilliard. That's mm -hmm. it. It is what it is. We're the bomb school. We're the best." We don't need to change anything, but they're, they're, you go back now and it's a completely different school in a great way. Um, but at the time, you know, it was very different. Um, but, you know, I took acting classes in Spanish in the city before Juilliard, even while I was in high school. I... It's, you know, so and I was I was taught by immigrants and we read Shakespeare in Spanish. Um, you know, we, we read Federico Lorca. Um, and it, it was just, um, it was something that I thought it's, it's, it's acting school. And, you know, and I just took it that way. I'm like, I, I got, I warmed up in my teens, took some private classes and, um, my teachers in high school, thank God told me you need to go to Julia. Wow. I mean, cause I was always in all the school plays and singing, dancing and doing it all. And they saw something in me and they coached me for my audition for Juilliard. Wow. And and I got in and Wepa. it was it was it, it was definitely a milestone in in my life uh for for my family and just it was really it, it was the beginning of, of of something special. I mean, it's it's all led to here. So mm. And that's always a good trump card to play to you know what I mean? Like if you, you know, if you really need to use it, if somebody's really pushing you or something, it's like, "Dude, I went to Juilliard, man." Yeah. Yeah. I know. And every time I do it, they're like, Oh, you must have Julia. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, James. Excuse me. Roll out the red carpet. Yeah. <laughs> so last time we tell we tell James to hang out with us as young kids. He's always talking about Julia. Yeah, but I got it in my back pocket. Don't worry, I got it in my back pocket. That's a good one. That's a good one to have. So, is there anything that you can tease us with now? Anything you're working on? You mentioned you're doing some writing. Can you tell uh -huh. us a little bit? Give us a little. Mm. Give us. A freaking bone! <laughs> Throw us actually, a bone here! Come on! Yes. <laughs> no, it, it well, it, it's actually 
uh, a lot of it is I'm, I'm dabbling right now. I don't want to like, uh, you know, overhype it, but, uh, but no, what, what I, what I have been jotting down is, is my life, you know, and, and what led to, to this, you know, mm. like the, uh, someone that comes from Jackson Heights, you know, with the crew he had and, and the lifestyle he had and, you know, and my family story about how they came out here from Colombia. My parents uh, split up in Colombia, moved to the States, met in the States and got back together. Oh, wow. No wow. way. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In Jackson Heights. They just happened to uh, move into the same block. A Jackson Heights love story. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful love story. And then, I you know. That. Interesting. And my, my dad was a waiter. My, my mom had a couple of thrift stores uh, in the neighborhood. You know, it's just a beautiful story and, and, and everything that kind of led up to to this, to where I am now, you know, go, going to school in Queens and then, you know, taking the private schools uh, after high school and, you know, all the problems I had, the fights, the, the craziness that goes on in public school system yeah, um, yeah. in New York, yeah, you know, and how I, I basically refuged through theater and acting. And that that was my my saving grace. I held on to that so that mm. I could get through school and, and stay out of, uh, out of trouble. Um, and, and, and the power of the educational system, these teachers who, who inspired me and motivated me to audition for Juilliard. Wow. So that's, that's kind of where I, where I'm, where I'm kind of, uh, going with, with uh, the writing a little bit. I think it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a cool story that needs to be told. Mm. Definitely. Very cool. Well, James, yeah. we want to thank you for your time and for just taking us to school a little bit, enlightening us and our listeners. How can people follow you and keep up with everything you're working on? Where are you on social? Oh, yeah. Uh, at you are James Martinez on Instagram um, and uh, James Martinez on uh, Facebook. And I have a, a private page as well. James, Mart just my name. <laughs> it is, I keep it simple. Easier to remember that way. J-Mart, awesome. J-Mart in the house. J-Mart. J-Mart, I like that. <laughs> yes, son, one time for J-Marty, y'all. <laughs> I like that, J-Marty. J-Marty. That's it. Yo, J-Marty, J we support you. We want to see you rise and rise and rise like the phoenix <laughs> that you are. So please check in with us again. We want to hear all about your adventures and endeavors. I appreciate y'all so much. I'm loving what you're doing. Let's uh, push each other forward, always. Yes, yes sir. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Much love. Bye.